Some days are terrible, you wish that you were dead And some days are magical, like great banana bread Someday we'll be friends with the voices in our heads The voices in our heads Hi, you guys. It's me, Christine Hodginson, if you didn't know that. There it is. You know it. Welcome to The Voices in Our Heads. I'm your trusty host, and I have a stomachache. Let me tell you. Woo! Gas pains? I know I'm not doing myself any favors with the dick department, but whatever. I don't care. Gas pains are... They're very distracting. And you know why I got them? Well, one, I'm a Jew. Thanks, 23andMe. Um, And two, I like to eat at 2.30 in the morning. (laughs) During the day, I'll just nibble on some grains and vegetables and then it fucking 2.30 rolls around and I'm just, I'm, I'm rave, I'm, I'm ravaging my, 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 my cabinets. And last night, one of the eight things I ate was vegan butternut squash soup. And I'm not a dairy person because Jew. And I, I'm in so much pain, and I'm pretty sure it's from the soup, because Corinne told me that vegan soup is worse than regular. It just, vegan food makes her stomach feel like shit, and her stomach is a goddamn fortress. So my Jew-ass stomach, I could say that, right? It's just very sensitive. And so, so that happened. I did order food, and it might come while I'm recording, but like, I'm real as shit, so like, who cares? <laughs> I don't, I'm just lazy. I have to leave to write with Corinne after this, so that's why I had to order the food. I get this illusion in my head that I'm like, I don't have any time to do anything, which that's not true. But I have a huge to-do list and yet I spend more time than I would care to admit in my day just kind of staring at a wall because it's just overwhelming. (laughs) It's very overwhelming. If you are in the following cities, can you come see me live? This is really important. And you know what? You know what I noticed? Because I've been listening back to these episodes to make sure they don't suck. Because when you're talking, just you. Again, you don't fucking know if it's funny. But I've been listening back, and I notice a lot of other comedians do this. The tour, when I promote shows, like these are shows I really want you to come to if you are interested, but like you should really come. These are good fucking shows. I'm funny, and the people I fucks with are some of the funniest people on the planet, way funnier than me. Like they're just the comedians in New York City. Um, are some of the funniest minds you will ever encounter. And so I just want to, I've noticed that at the top of these shows, I'm like, come see me in this day. Come see me. I mean, if you want to, like, I'm sorry. Mm. It's like, you know, when you bump into a piece of furniture and you apologize to it and you're like, what the fuck? You don't do that? Well, good for you. I do. I'm working on it. Self-improvement and the journey. Um, but anyway, so these are the shows I'm doing that I really want you to come to. On th- and this is these two are in New York City. Thursday, November 14th, Justin Silver and I, we're not having sexual intercourse, nor have we ever. And we have a show that's kind of themed around that because you got to pick a name and a theme for the show. But our show is at The Stand on Thursday, November 14th. It's called We're Not Banging. And the one we had last month was one of the best shows I've ever had the privilege of being a part of. And the lineup this fucking week is sick on that date and then on saturday in new york city november 16th wendy starling and i one wendy starling is one of my favorite comedians and i love her with all my heart she's one of my closest friends we co-host a show that is so fucking special to me it's called glamour puss and each week or each month we do it at zinc bar and zinc bar is this really beautiful jazz club 
And it's owned by this man named Alex, who I really love. He's like this kind, gentle poetry professor. And I hope this is okay talking about him. Um, I love him. I love this guy. We've been doing Glamour Puss for, I want to say three years, but I feel like it's four. I have no concept of time, which is good because time's made up anyway. And um, I've been, you know, every time we do the show, we obviously see Alex. And he's so gentle and like... Sometimes I'll throw out a joke and it's like, he's so kind and sweet that you're like, oh wait, was that a joke, Alex? Okay, good for you. But it'll be like kind of cunty and I'm really proud of him. And um, and yes, um, he's a wonderful man and that venue is really amazing. And Wendy and I have so much fun with the show. We open the show every week as or every month as characters. Um, they're sex workers in New York City. One is named Nina and one is named Simone. And we did that because Nina Simone actually used to performance ink bar back in the day when it was uh, under a new, uh, different ownership called by another name. And that place is just really magical. And we have so much fun with those characters. And the show's really fucking good. And I really want you to come. Um, go to my website to get the tickets. It's ChristinaHutchinson.com. K-R-Y-S-T-Y-N-A. Am I Polish? No. Am I Russian? No. Am I anything interesting? No. Why is your name spelled like that? Oh, you know, a lady my mom went met once suggested it. Oh, okay. Just see if you guys didn't know. San Diego, November 21st through the 23rd, American Comedy Company. Justin Silver is going to be featuring for me, and I'm very excited for these shows. Don't sneak into my dressing room or green room. Oh, I'll have a man with me, so I'll have protection. Not that Corinne, Corinne's not going to punch someone in the face, and neither am I. But Justin might if you come in and try to kill me. And... Philadelphia, one of the best cities on the planet. February 6th to the 8th, I'm going to be at Helium Comedy Club. I'm headlining. These two, this is a big deal. So if you don't know, for stand-up comedian, headlining solo is a big fucking deal. And I really want to sell these dates out, but that's, I don't know if I can. I mean, I can do anything I put my mind to. Shut up, bitch. But I want to sell these dates out. Um, and so I want to be more loving when I promote them instead of like, hey, come to because it is important to me. And I'm going to make my feelings known. Okay. I don't know if you remember this, but um, last week I did my impression of Jewel and all the demons that she conjures when she sings. And I did see this video a long time ago. I forgot about it. You guys, you got, God bless all of you, you angels. Because someone messaged uh, this YouTube video to me. I totally forgot about this clip. It's going to be up on the website for each episode. I have resources up on my website and just of things I reference. I'll, I'll forget stuff too. So email me about it and then I'll put it on. Um, this The title of this YouTube video is Jewel and Jessica Simpson. Um, they're singing Who Will Save Your Soul Together. And Jessica Simpson had a variety show on ABC with Nick Lachey. And I remember that because I was like, they're like the prettiest people in the world. I remember just staring at Jessica Simpson when I was 12. I'm like, no one will ever be prettier. I guess I can just quit. But I didn't mean it in like a self-defeatist way of like fuck her or anything. I just thought she was the most beautiful woman in the world. Um, not anymore. I don't think that anymore. But that's because my taste changed. She didn't get uglier. She's a very beautiful girl. But now I like weird looking women. Fucking you got a gap tooth? I'll date you if you are interested in um, someone who's just experimenting and just loves gap tooth on women. And I love gap tooth on men. But the gap, <laughs> the gap has to be between the middle teeth. If the gap is in between any other teeth, you just got to go to the dentist. 
But if your gap, if you got gap tooth in the middle, that's like, you know, those models, sometimes every once in a while when I'm paging through a fashion mag, they'll be like a Gucci ad or whatever the fuck fancy companies there are. And, and there'll be like a weird looking caveman looking model, uh, a cave woman, excuse me. And she'll have a gap tooth and like her brow bone will extend past her nose and she'll have freckles, but they're not like, they're not like, it's not like a smattering of freckles. It's like a, it's like mole, but I don't, but the woman looks weird. I think I now, I think that's hot. I think that's really hot. So just so you know, anyway, this woman sent me a video of, of Jewel and Jessica Simpson singing a duo, Who Will Save Your Soul? And this isn't a joke. If you've heard the video before, congratulations. You're about to hear it again because you deserved it, because you earned it, because you got up, you got up today. Hey, I'll say this every episode if I can remember. It's a miracle we all don't kill ourselves. Okay, it's hard out here for a person. And we all have our own set of obstacles. And we're all just trying, okay? But this, uh, this video is, is just beautiful because you think Jewel has a lot of character voices she's putting on. Jessica Simpson, I don't know what the fuck. It's like, it's like someone's fingering her asshole during this performance, but she really likes it. That's all I'm going to say. I don't want to ruin it. I'm sorry. I don't want to spoil it. Okay, ready? Oh, boy. The Nick and Jessica Variety Hour will be right back. I'd have to say that one of the so best pretty. parts of my job is getting the opportunity to meet some of my favorite artists. It's so sweet. And the best part about hosting your own variety show is that sometimes one of them agrees to come and sing with you. Oh. Um, here to perform one of my all-time favorite songs, Jewel. <laughs> Speaking of fucked up teeth. <laughs> she looks stunned. Oh. Am I getting a massage? Oh, not getting a massage. <laughs> it sounds like she's doing that effect where you take the mic and you go like this, like that, but she's not. She's just making those sounds with her fucking. Anyway. If you put them in your will. Uh You could tell Jules trying to intentionally be way calmer than usual, so Jessica comes down. It's not working. P.S. I wish you could see the, the her uh, Jessica Simpson's hands. It looks like she's swatting away bees at the beach, and she's covered in honey. They said they had their homes there. Oh, no. 
the fuck is up with the women doing the I'm a little girl, mister. Please get me an umbrella. It's pouring rain out. It's like Marcel the sh- Marcel the shell, but trying to be sexy. Anyway. Say that God will take his toll that we forget to be Again, egging them on. Oh, I just can't. Just Jerked off the mic. a baby off that was like war of the baby voices wow what a gift you know what a gift i'm glad we all got to hear that all right let's do some fuck boy theater Ooh, i lost my spot profesh Okay, gotta scroll down. Gotta scroll down. Okay, let's do uh, let's do some short ones and some long ones today. This conversation is oh they got a plus four four on their phone number. Oh they're British because they put X's at the end of everything. I'm just gonna assume England. So oh yeah, you are about to hear my shit British accent. Thank you. Okay, this conversation. This is the guy talking first. That's okay, XX. I really want to fuck you. Wow. Very aggressive. Didn't mean to be aggressive, babe. X. No. No, not at all. X. Sorry if it sounded that way. Set crying let crying emoji, crying emoji, crying emoji. LOL. Well, if that's true, then try not yelling, I wanna fuck you at people. LOL. Crying laughing face emoji, crying laughing face emoji. Okay, crying laughing face emoji, crying laughing face emoji. Crying laughing face emoji. Because that's like kind of the definition of aggressive. Sorry. Sad tear emoji, sad tear emoji, sad tear emoji. I would have liked my cock inside your nice wet pussy. 
XXX. Wow. Okay. I feel like we aren't learning anything here. <laughs> British people. Sorry for that accent, guys. You know what? I'm not. This guy says, this guy, it's his first message to this girl. Hi, mistress. Would you like to accept to... Wait. Hi, mistress. Would you like to accept to be your dirty slave property for can serve you properly until death with all my fuck in shit heart, XX? Oh, I should have done British. That's British too. Yeah, that wasn't correct grammatically. And then she just responds by going, LOL, no. Okay, here's a long one. I don't know where this is going because I didn't read this beforehand. So like we're both going on this journey together. Fuckboy Theater. Ready? His name's Robert. I don't care. He did, but I told him more about you and you're such a catch. Blushy emoji. I've got such big shoes to fill when I meet these people. Hope I don't disappoint. Ha ha. Nah. He knows you're the one now and I am a good judge of people. I am very selective. Aw. I'm glad I passed the tests. There's no tests. Ha ha. So... What list did you get to do today? Today's all chest, waiting on you for arms. Devil emoji, devil emoji, smile emoji. You're brave. I couldn't bench the bar right now if I wanted to. Gotta stick with it. When am I seeing you next? Apparently my roommate only gave that girl till next week to leave. Phew. Soon Alex is supposed to come by some... Oh, soon, comma. Alex is supposed to come by some night this week to watch scary stories to tell in the dark. Oh, I forgot that was a show. I suspect that's tomorrow. So maybe Friday? Is she actually going to leave or still hang on the couch unnecessarily? LOL. Mm, someone's throwing shade. I don't know, honestly. Ah, maybe never signed my check. I don't know what the word is, LOL. I don't know what this means. Just hit me up when you know. Have a good night. Huh? Text me when you know you can make plans so I can schedule accordingly. It isn't just wife me up and disappear on me. Are you mad? No, I'm not mad. Just if I'm going to see you Friday, I won't go to work Friday night. There's a small window of time between shifts. I can't really wait for last second. I had forgotten about work Friday night. Obviously, I wouldn't want you to skip it. Okay, that answers it. Just delete my number. I'm out. Question mark, question mark, question mark. I'm feeling like you are the... Like the rest, you just want to be, you want to be with me just so I won't be with anyone else. Not fair. Oh boy. Never once said anything about keeping you from anyone else, but I can see the allure of what the poss of the possibility is better than what you have here. Sorry to disappoint you. No, not at all. I'm not interested. I'm saying it's not cool to be like, you're mine. Then be like, Hey, I'm always going to be busy and not give you an answer so you can plan because you're busy. Go fuck yourself. Good fucking riddance. Do you understand what you're saying to me right now? You came into this talking about two jobs and only being able to hang out on the weekends. How do I go from the one to go fuck yourself by spending two nights away from you? You're playing games. I ain't got time for this nonsense. Yeah, stick up for yourself, bro. You were cool up until the, you start fucking with my time. I hate when people don't give a straight answer. You could have said, I have work Friday. How about lunch Saturday? And then we would have a plan. Shrug emoji. I can't make them all by myself. 
the thing was working Friday or not. There's no maybe when it comes to work. It's either a yes or a no. I wasn't asking you to take work off. You're an adult. Of course, you're going to your job when you're scheduled. But I wanted to so we could go out Friday. Then maybe? The maybe was indicating that I was available. I was waiting for your response indicating, oh, indicating to you. The maybe was indicating to you that I was available and I was waiting for your response. If you said no, then I'd work. If you said yes, I wouldn't. But you give me a maybe and dodge it. You really want to walk away right now? If you're going to be a maybe or a what if, then yes. I don't have time for uncertainty. I'm like, borrow my car. Need money? It's yours. Want my time? Take it. I just want straight answers. It's whatever. If you want to date crackheads or whatever again, do it. I've spent five of the last six days with you. Oh my God! The entirety of us knowing each other. You said you were going to be super busy and won't be able to hang out all the time. But we still have. Two nights away and you're ready, already, you're ready to throw everything that was apparently so good away for this? It's not about the time away. See above. I fucking hate when people say that in text messages. It's, you're not being a straight shooter. Like you're beating around the bush and it's something I really need to plan. I can't tomorrow just spring it. Then work with me on planning it. I don't see what the problem is. I was trying. I tell you when I'm free. You tell me when you're free. And we make a plan. You skipped a step and you're upset with me. It was a yes or no. No, it wasn't. It was a, when am I seeing you? I said, Friday, maybe. And scene. Wow, that was exhausting. I hate that guy. Although, and this is something that I kind of learned from the You Are a Badass book. When we hate other people, it's really because we're upset with something in ourselves. I'm going to stop saying that because that just makes me more angry. One of the things, I don't know if I shared this quote from when I was talking about You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. But um, one of the things she said that I'm like, oh, shit is it's not your fault that you're fucked up. It's not, because, I mean, yeah, correct. She's accurate in that. We're all fucked up, right, in our own little ways. Blah, blah, blah. Why? Daddy hit me. I, or, 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 or I grew up with no shoes. Oh, that's my food. They were, they said they'd be an hour, and they're 30 minutes. Be right back. I'm a real bitch. I'm not going to edit this out. So take this time to think of things you're thankful for. He was a nice young man. And also I answer the door half naked and they could always tell that I'm naked because I, when I answer the door, I'm like, the only thing peeking out is my forehead. And they're like, oh, okay. But it's not like a, ooh, a naked lady. They're like, ugh, put some fucking, put a shirt on. 
Also, side note, if you live in New York City, I ordered from Ruby's Cafe. Fucking love this place. It's Australian food. Everything on the menu is the most delicious thing. It's truly, I've tasted almost everything on this menu. It is goddamn delicious. And the beginning song of this podcast where I'm like, like green banana bread. I don't sing it like that, thank God. But um, the banana bread that I'm referencing is from Ruby's Cafe. Ruby'sCafe.com. They have all these locations. The banana bread is fucking great. Shrimp avocado salad, great. I can't think about shrimp too much when I eat it because I'm like, it's like a cockroach because people say that a lot and I'm very mental with food. But the salad's still good and I'm still going to eat it. Anyway, that quote that I was talking about, it's not your fault if you're fucked up. It's your fault if you stay fucked up. And God damn it, Jen Sincero, you did it again. That's what I can't stand about. That's what makes me angry, I think, about like that fuck boy that I was just like, that he was just pissed off. I could probably pinpoint, I could, I could, I bet you, ugh, I'm so, cause I'm good at interviewing now. I really am. And I'm gonna like be proud of it. I'm good at interviewing. I bet you I can ask this fucker. His name's Robert. I could ask Robert, give me, give me, give me, give me four questions with Robert and I will pinpoint all of his issues. You know? It's like a little mind map. It's like one of those maps when you're flipping through like a YM or a Cosmo magazine or a Highlights magazine if you're in the dentist and you're eight. And it's like, hey, pick yes or no if you would do go walk into a forest or walk on the ocean. Oh, these don't make sense. Shut up. Uh, but then it like leads you. It's like if you, if you pick A, go to the left. If you pick B, go to the right. And it's just kind of like this mind map of like, and then you end up at a result. Um, that's how I can... Uh, can decipher somebody's problems. It's so fun. It's honestly, it's like easy at this point. It's hilarious. And it really fucks me up with small talk because I don't do small talk. Damn it. Tony's vacuuming in the hallway and he always vacuums in the hallway when I'm recording. I think, or at least I always hear him. Does he vacuum every day? I love my super. My super is amazing. Also, I'm not supposed to have a dog in this building, but everyone has a dog and I just decided I'm going to get a goddamn dog. Okay, what was I talking about? It's not your fault if you're fucked up. It's your fault if you stay fucked up. Here's a fun little life tip. Just like a little thing to make your life just a little joyful. And this is only, this only applies to certain people, unfortunately. Um, it's for, and it's for people who celebrate Christmas. Not to discount everybody else. You're all great. But this one is for only people who celebrate Christmas and have a Christmas tree. I decided this year that I want my Christmas tree to be filled with funny ornaments only. Funny or ornaments that either are a memory, like a nice memory, something from traveling. I've been buying Christmas ornaments when I travel. So I can like look at this tree and like be like, wow, I've gone so far. Like I've all these places like Ohio, fucking Missouri. Oh, exotic. No, but I, I love traveling and I like, I get magnets and I get um, Christmas ornaments. And this year, my Christmas tree, I went, got smoked some weed. Shocking. No, not you. I smoke a lot of weed. I smoked, and I'm not, but I'm not high now. I am very sober. Because um, maybe sometimes you can't tell. Maybe you can. I would never go on the air high unless I would. That was the premise of the thing. Oh, here's another sidebar that I'm about to embark on. I'll remember my point because I'm not high. Um, I did a show called Productively Stoned. Um, and the premise what I thought was the premise was, was 20 minutes before the show, the venue is this really special, amazing venue where there's a tiny room below the theater where the show's at and everybody smokes weed 20 minutes before. And I went there with a friend, I was on the show and I always wanted to do that show because the I thought the premise was the comics have to be 
blitzed out of their fucking mind on marijuana and perform. I don't ever go on stage high ever because it's not I feel out of control I don't and it's terrifying but when the premise of the show is that hey these comics are going to be stoned or baked then I don't feel afraid that they're going to think I'm not funny because I'm just babbling Tony you're like literally vacuuming in my hallway he's not he's just doing his job he's so sweet anyway I thought this premise was the comics had to smoke so 20 minutes before the show all the audience members were all smoking I, bu I bought a joint rolled in keef <laughs> I'm a fucking insane person because I'm an addict. And uh, I smoked the whole thing by myself. Probably the third highest I've ever been in my entire life. Not an exaggeration. I, I overdid it. Shocking. I'm sitting backstage. Wendy Starling, who's co-hosting Glamorpus with me in a couple weeks. Um, oh, Tony, your vacuum's getting louder. Ugh. I gotta wait, you guys. And I'm not gonna pause it because... I don't feel like it because then I have to upload two files to the guy who edits his podcast. Who's Mike Coscarelli, by the way. He's a very great guy. Shout out. Thanks for doing this. Oh, my God. He's vacuuming, right? He's like vacuuming my door. That's kind of nice. Okay, the vacuum's powered down. You might not even have been able to hear, hear it the whole time, but I can. Uh, I thought the premise of the show was that the comics had to smoke weed. I'm backstage with Wendy Starling. They're like, you're going to go on first. And I am baked out of my asshole. And I'm looking around at all, all the other comics. I'm like, oh, man, you guys are fucked up too, right? And they're like, no, we, we didn't smoke weed. I don't smoke before I go on stage. I'm a fucking pro. I'm like, wait a second, what? And let me tell you, stand-up comedy is a very hard art form. It is terrifying. The first five years that I did stand-up comedy, I wanted to shit my pants before I went on stage. It's so scary. Just because we do it doesn't mean we're not shitting our pants before we go on stage. I, I'm exaggerating a little bit with a, with other people who got, you know, who just, some people just, it's in their bones and they're comfortable with it right away. I'm comfortable entertaining a crowd at a party, but stand-up comedy is just, it was terrifying to me. So the first five years I did it, I was scared. But now what's happening is I'm nine years in and I'm, I'm not scared at all. And if I bomb, everybody bombs. Every, your favorite comedian bombs. And if they don't bomb, there's something wrong with them, truly. And, um, and it's okay. It's a part of it. It's how you learn. It's how you get better. So bombing is actually really good. Um, but I've never been scared to go on stage before. I've never been like, oh, I'm about to die. And um, when that the comedians were all telling me that they didn't smoke weed before going on because that's going to fuck up their set, I felt the knives go through my eye holes. The knives were there. And I, was, and I looked at Wendy and I was like, Wendy, this isn't going to be good. And I went on stage and I explained <laughs> that I thought everybody was going to be smoking weed and they weren't. And so I was like, help me help you and just laugh even if what I say isn't funny. I had to do 10 minutes, which felt like 10 hours. And every second of those 10 minutes was painful because I was every cell in my body was vibrating because I was so embarrassed to be in front of a theater full of people. I didn't know what I was saying. I was rushing through the bits that I know work, but I was rushing through them and I was terrified. And the second you, when you're a stand-up comedian, if you've ever seen stand-up comedy, you know, the second a comic gets on stage and if you sense fear in their in their eyes or in their tone fuck them you're not in that's just how it works the audience I, I truly do believe is rooting for you to be successful when you step on stage in general but the second you show a little weakness you the audience can't trust you like that's the psychology behind it when they trust you they'll go on the ride for you they'll, they'll humor what you have to say but that night oh boy it was 10 minutes of kill me 
10 minutes to kill me. I don't know why I went on that rant in particular, but yeah, get funny ornaments for your Christmas tree. I think it's great. Oh yeah, I did. Okay, now see, look at me bringing it back. I just needed a second. Um, I got stoned one night and I went on Etsy.com and I don't usually do this, but stoned online shopping is really fun because then you kind of forget you did it and then all of a sudden the next week you just get a package every day depending on how much you ordered and then one package I got I got this like so I got all these funny Christmas ornaments I'm really obsessed with, I'm re-watching all the friends episodes for the second time I love that show fucking amazing writing the writers on that show oh comedy sitcom writing 101 it's like a fucking master class that's why I'm watching it and um and so I bought some Friends-themed ornaments, basically on Etsy or on the internet at all. You can just say, I want a, you could say something as specific as, I want a Christmas ornament with a quote from Phoebe Buffay in the third season of Friends. Done, got it. I don't know what season this was, but the quote was, he's your lobster. And so I did that and I'm really happy. Oh, and one of the Christmas ornaments I got was it looked like a little tree, like a like a slice cut out of a tree. Like it looks, it's in the size of a coaster on a coffee table and it's a little log slice and it said, well hung. And it was just someone painted. It wasn't that, you know, it was cute. I mean, I could have done it, but I didn't want to because where am I going to get a tree to cut? And I got it and it came and it was broken in half and when something you order online comes broken or doesn't work or whatever the fuck, if you're like me, you're like, that's never getting returned. And then you feel bad. And then you're like, well, maybe I'll put it in my closet. And I'll donate it, donate it one day. No, you're not going to donate it. Who the fuck do you think you are? You're not going to do it. You want to do it. You're not gonna. What am I, an Adderall again? You want to do it, but you're not gonna. That's not an Adderall thing. It's a human thing. But so I, the, the ornament was broken in half and I was like, I'll just fix it because I'm a handyman. And I glued it. And then the glue leaked out from the, from the break. And now it's just the ornament's all fucked up. But I'm not hanging out on my tree anyway. But I got a Christmas tree full of either funny ornaments or shit that makes me really happy. And that's just something little you can do in your life to just make it just a little moment of joy. Speaking of moments of joy... Yesterday was one of the best days I've ever had in my life. And I'm going to tell you about it. It's so simple. Simple shit's where it's at. We got to get off social media. Except when it's my podcast. You can listen to it and share it and like it. Um, but my day, I woke up at 1 p.m. Thank you. And I sat in an edit session of my short I wrote this short film I wrote and shot it this summer and I started it and I was very scared but it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had because it's like a little baby it's like better than a baby having an idea in your head and then putting it into script form and then rewriting it and rewriting it and sending it to people and then collaborating with people who give so much of a shit about their given job directing producing cinematography lighting truly these people gave so much of a shit and everyone had a good attitude let me tell you the secret to life kids and and this is something my dad enforced in me and one of the best pieces of advice have a good fucking attitude. Your attitude is everything. When I ventured, when I moved to New York City to intern, that's the only reason I moved here. I was like, I'm gonna have the best fucking attitude ever at these internships and they're gonna fucking remember me and they did. Just if you don't have a good attitude naturally, make it up. 
this life is a joke, you guys. Like you could do whatever, you know, do whatever, do what you want. It's too short. Do what you want. Have fun. You can make up, you know, you can make up your own personality. That's kind of what I did. I was like, this is the kind of person I want to be. And this is the kind of person my energy affords me to be. And so it's a little bit of in between. But I want to have a good attitude. It's one of the things I've like, I'm going to have a great attitude. Now, do I always have a good attitude? Fucking absolutely not. Sometimes my attitude's very, very poor and to the point where I'll say something, it'll come out of my mouth and then I'll chastise myself out loud. I'll be like, Christina Marie, don't fucking talk to somebody like that. But you have a good attitude. So one of the things about what made this film so fucking great is that every person on set, the makeup artist, shout out Aya, the director, Allie, the editor, Heather, she went on set, but she was in her home. They just all had a great attitude and I couldn't tell you how much I appreciated it. And then one of the things I did in the last day of filming, this isn't to toot my own horn, but this is just to say like, it wasn't that big of a deal of a thing, but it was like nice and just doing nice things for people goes a long way. Um, they all had great attitudes and I appreciate that so much the last day on set, you know, when you're filming, you're doing a movie and you're, one, the camera people had to fucking have a rig on their chest, like something strapped to their chest and this camera was floating above their head. Like there was a lot of heavy lifting literally and it's long hours and we're all tired and we're all kind of going out of our minds and we have to wake up at five in the morning to do this. So I hired a masseuse to come the last day of filming and to give a, uh, with a chair that you do chair massages in. And then throughout the day, whenever somebody wasn't, immediately needed on set they just got a chair massage i'm like that's a nice thing to do that's like a little idea so if you're doing something a project of this nature that's like people really they really appreciated it and it made me feel good um but so i sat in on an editing session for this film and the the editor is a woman and the director is a woman they're they're how old's Allie? i don't know how old she um but she's a young woman and they're just like they just they're so great they're just they give a shit about their their um, individual fields and their skills and they're so good and great attitudes and it was just truly a joy to see something that we all had to work our asses off to make happen and then seeing the edit that was just a cool it was so cool and one of the other things I did beginning of that day before I went to this edit session I looked at my calendar and I was like I think I'm gonna have a really good day today because I looked at all the shit I had to do and I'm like this is all fun shit oh yes I love when that happens and so I was like, I want to dress really nice, like whatever that meant for me that day. So I was like, I want to wear fucking, fucking boots, like cute boots and jeans and a long sweater and a long coat and fucking big hair and sunglasses. And I don't know, I just want to look cute. I want to feel cute and look cute. And I did. And it was great. And we sat in on this edit session. It was so exciting. And then after that, I went to Justin Silver's house and there were all these comics over. Um... And I'll shout out these comics because these comics are amongst the funniest people I know. Joe DeRosa, great comedian. Josh Adam Myers, awesome comedian. He's LA based. Um, and then we were all just hanging out shooting the shit. And when comedians hang out in the privacy of someone's home, <laughs> don't you wish you were a fly on the wall for that shit? Comedians say whatever the fuck is on their mind. And when you're surrounded by other comedians, it's like this camaraderie that it's especially in this, in the, in the time where things you say on podcasts and tweeted out five years ago get picked apart and, and 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 like splattered in an article to try to take away any achievements you have uh it's like we go even harder when we're by ourselves behind closed doors and i'm not like we're not like sitting around being racist or sexist we're really not we're just being really fucking funny and cunty and it's really fun um and so i got to hang out with them and then i went over to corinne's house 
to write a script that we're working on. And I'm just, and it was so much fun. It was just so much fun. And I got to hang out with Alfred. It was just such, such a great day. It was a great day. And, um, and it didn't involve, I met this, I met this phase where I don't have a crush on anybody. I'm not seeing anybody. I'm not talking to anybody romantically. Like that department, it's not shut down by any means, but it's just like, yeah, I don't really care right now. And boy, oh boy, am I flying high in the sky. The second I was like, you know what? Fucking relax, Christina. Just, you have an amazing career that you're so lucky to have and your friends are incredible people and you're working on incredible projects. How about you just enjoy that shit? And I was like, okay. And hey, turns out it's way better. So those are, and yeah, I hung out with Corinne. It's just, it's just, I'm just, I'm very happy. I'm very happy right now. And I've been happy for the past couple of days. And um, it's not that I don't usually am in a good mood multiple days in a row. That's not something that's out of the ordinary for me, but I'm like so happy. And I hope you are too. But if you're not, that's okay. Cause sometimes guess what? Life's shit. Life is shit. And these happy moments are so great and it's so great to be appreciative of them because when life is shit, now as often as I can, as often as I can muster up this type of reaction to bad things happening to me, because bad things are going to happen to you until the day you die. Me too. It's fine. You're also going to have great things happen to you. But when really bad things happen and they like happen in a row, it's kind of funny. Don't you think? It's kind of funny. It's like, what the fuck? Really? Really? Come on. Like Corinne's going through it with some shit. And I was going through it with some shit. Of, of course men related. Who else? And uh, and it's just like, all right. Where, where, come out behind the curtain. Whoever's pranking me. Come on out. Do you know what the pattern app said <laughs> about my relationship pattern? It's like, you might think someone's playing a trick on you because your relationships aren't great, but like, it's not your fault. <laughs> I'm like, wow, thanks. I'm just going to go over here now. Anyway, get some ornaments for your Christmas tree. And if you're Jewish, lime. Okay. Oh, I'm reading this book. I'm reading a bunch of books. That's the other thing. When you're not dating people, you have time to read books. But I'm not talking. When I say I've read a book in the past, I'm going to be very honest and straight up with you guys. It means I listen to it on Audible. <laughs> It sounds like I'm going into an ad, but I'm really not. I love that app. It's great. I don't have a code for you. Otherwise, I'd tell you. But um, I listen to books all the time because I love cleaning. I do a lot of thinking when I clean. And I love podcasts. And I love audiobooks. But I, ever since uh, I ain't getting no dick, I'm reading books, yo. I guess you can't do both. You can. Shut up. But one of the books I'm reading is uh, Feeling Good Now. I'm not going to do a deep dive into it because I'm not finished with it. Um but it's really good. It's basically about how to cure your own depression. And look, a lot of people, there is a small percentage of the population, I think he said maybe 10 to 15%, who, who, that's not very small. Maybe he said 10. Don't fucking, I don't know. I'm making this up, but it was a small number. <laughs> it was a small number. Uh, a small number of, of the population genuinely have debilitating depression. They need to be medicated, and sometimes that doesn't even help. But the most of us have depression and he doesn't say it this way, but basically we're, he, he quotes, he, he references this quote from Freud. And this quote is, depression is anger that goes inward. And I'm like, yo, that's some true shit, Freud. Freud, grr, daddy, give me that truth. 
depression is anger uh, turned inwards. And so this book, Feeling Good Now, by it's by George Newborn. And it just kind of uh, teaches you how to get over your depression by changing the thoughts in your head, the voices in your head. Ooh, sick ref to your podcast title, Christina. Thank y'all. And it just basically uh, has you break it down uh, in very simple terms of, you know, when someone... If if we're feeling like shit about if we feel fat, okay, say you feel fat. I don't know. If you don't feel fat, congratulations. But if you do, that's just this example's for you. Say you feel fat, and or you're you're afraid, like it really really bothers you. Your weight, like I don't know whether it, society's full of shit with this shit. And then it's like, especially if you live in America and you don't have a big budget, the food you can afford ain't that nutritious. And then it's not good for you, and it'll make you a lot of it'll make you fat. And it's like I'm not eating eight boxes of cereal a day why the fuck am I getting fat and then people get fat for other reasons like I remember when Corinne was struggling with her weight I watched that chick work out twice a day eat lettuce and salmon and gain weight and I was like girl I don't know man that fucking sucks I, I don't and then she found out there was something really wrong with her medically so for whatever reason because I think blaming people it's just it's just pointless but that can make you feel bad and so but if if even people who aren't overweight but they think they are it doesn't matter so what matters is if you think you're fat regardless of if you are or not and that's something that really bothers you that really gets to you it fucks up your, with your self-esteem or whatever and someone will come in some bitch in a bridal shop i don't know it's like wow you really think you're a size five or whatever the fuck and that feeling's gonna get to you and so what happens in your brain basically this is a really vague summary of this book is because you already have the shitty belief about yourself and it really um, it takes a toll on you mentally, um, the voice in your head is already not good. So if some dumbass cunt comes up and it's like, anything you're saying, you fat fuck, you're gonna get really upset and that could cause you to go into a depression spiral, which will cause you to eat, which will, it's just like, so it's basically he's helping you help yourself. And and I'm one of those people because I, I didn't realize until he pointed it out, I'm like, wow, I don't talk nicely to myself a lot. I try, and now that he's brought this up, I'm like, and it's such a logical, I love books like this. And he talks about um, a lot of his patients, I forget what he calls it. Damn it, Christina, you know, you knew you were gonna go on a mic. Forget what he calls it, but it's like bibliotherapy, something something of that nature. But it's basically, um, he. there's studies that have been done on people who read self-help books to help themselves. And I'm not talking about grasping onto a self-help book like it's a life life vest on the titanic and you're like this will save me i'm talking like seriously you know what i want to be a better person i want to understand myself more i am on a mission to make my life easier and more enjoyable for myself so i'm going to read these books um that are themed around issues that i think i might have or that i think i might relate to and if i don't fucking oh boohoo i read a book and so bibliotherapy a lot of people who who do read self-help books um it it is very helpful and I was glad he said that because I really was starting to feel like a loser about all these self-help books I was reading because it really I read a lot of them. But it's because I'm, I have an insatiable sense of curiosity about who I am and who other people are. Like I said, I'm a Pisces. I understand. And now I understand everybody more because I read. Ugh. Why can't I just show my tits and be okay with that? I want I want to post pictures of my of me in slutty outfits or in a bikini on Instagram. So like, this is an interesting little little subject, I guess, that I just thought of. 
that I've been thinking about for a while, but I wasn't planning on talking about this. Um, but I see like a lot of, like sometimes female comedians, they'll like, they'll be all tits. Like their Instagram isn't funny, it's just their tits. And hey, your body, your choice. If I'm gonna complain about that, maybe it's something that I don't like about me, Jensen Cheryl. I don't mean that in a nasty way. She just has a point. Um, but sometimes it bugs me, to be honest. Sometimes when it, when it's a comedian and all they do is show their ass, that's all they do. All and nothing. It, it's not even a funny. I love when chick when chick comedians are really hot and they'll post like a hot photo and the caption will just be like hilarious and biting. That's my favorite. Oh God, I love a hot, funny woman. Oh, I really do. Um, but some some comedians in the world I've noticed like they they're just tip they're just tits and ass and I'm like God, come on, that's not your job. But at the same time, I kind of want to post a picture of me looking hot, but it's scary to do that because I'm like, now, now whatever, what's everybody going to think? She just wants attention? Yeah, you know what? I fucking do. I want attention. I work hard on my body. I work out a lot. And it's very fun. And I'm also lucky because my stomach hurts all the goddamn time, especially now. Oof. Um, because I ate vegan squash soup at 2.30 in the morning in bed, okay? You got it out of me. God. And I like my body. I really like my body. I really do. I think I like, I don't know if this is an arrogant thing to say. And again, this is, it's difficult doing a podcast by yourself because you can't look at anybody's face to go, oh shit, are they wincing? Is that really cunty of me to say? Is that arrogant? But it's just in my head. It's what I had. It's the voices in my head. And this is what you're getting. If you don't like it, turn it off. And I like, I like my figure. I've always had a curvy figure. I've been curvy since I was 12, which that was a nightmare, but that's a separate story for a separate episode. Um, but I've had big tits and curves and a tiny little waist like since I was a, too young, which I'm like, maybe we shouldn't give kids the milk of a cow until they're teenagers. Maybe it's kind of fucking them up and making them a little too developed and then the mailman looks at them weird and then they feel uncomfortable around men for a long time. But, um, you know, and I, I'm like, I kind of want to post like Corinne is someone who posts pictures of her ass and they look amazing they look so great and i love that confidence she doesn't give a fuck and then she posts really funny shit like i love anybody can do it how they want to do it but i really like her style of posting on instagram and i'm like i want to do it so bad but i'm like terrified because i'm terrified of what are you terrified of christina i don't know let's talk this out guys let's learn let's you can you're gonna about to hear me learn and figure myself out i'm terrified because i i think that other people will um think i'm a think that I just want the attention but I mean if you're posting a hot photo of yourself yeah you want likes is that so wrong I actually don't think that's wrong you're fucking wrong <laughs> there you go I win um it's fine when you argue with yourself one of you is gonna win and one of you is gonna be you so glass half full but one time oh this is the other thing a prominent uh, like a very popular famous um uh, female comedian once said to me um, we were shooting something and we were on set and she like I she's been in the game way longer than me I've always respected her she's like I think she's so fucking funny she's 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 really good like she's pretty um, but she said to me like my friends and I don't talk about what, what you post on Instagram because like you don't post stupid shit like something I forget I'm not quoting her exactly but like when you post stuff on Instagram and it's like a hot pick my friends and I don't talk about it and I was like, oh, okay, wait, what? And that kind of made me, you know, like, ew, like, I don't know. I just said, that gave me an icky feeling. But that's her problem, not mine. 
And again, I'm not mad at this person. I still think they're really fucking funny. And if I saw them anywhere, I'd be like, hi. And so, you know, I don't want to name names because I guess that's cunty. But um, I don't care. They know who they are if they're listening. But trust me, they're not. They have way better things to do. Not insulting you. I'm just saying that they're on the road. Maybe they are listening. If you are, I think you're great. You're great. But that was a cunty thing to say, girl. But I know that like, you had someone hurt you and that's why you were saying that. See, it's being too understanding. It's like no one, it's, no one's ever at fault. What else do I want to talk about? Oh, the three A's of customer service. Because, oh, George Newborn in this book, Feeling Good Now, um, I like, I love his logical approach. And he's like, guys, just in his tone. Oh, you know what? I ha- well, I have the paper copy of this book and I also have the audiobook. His tone is very like, if you want to get better, this is what you got to do. And if not, okay. And when someone phrases it to me like that and they put the choice in my hands, I'm like, well, wait, 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 I want to get better. But if they're like, here's what you need to do. And if you don't do it, you're a stupid slut. You, you fuck. You're a loser if you don't do this. And I'm like, oh my God. And then I just beat myself up. I, I give into it. I allow them to have power over me, giving away my power. Um, he talks a lot about, um, and he actually phrases it this way, dealing with a heckler, which I thought was interesting um, and kind of cunty in a fun way. Um, George Newberg's anti-heckler technique, silence a person in an inoffensive manner. This is, I think this is something that everybody can learn. Um, and it's certainly, if you're a stand-up comedian, you deal with hecklers. So uh, this is especially um, related to our industry. Silence a person in an inoffensive manner. Immediately thank the person for his comments. <laughs> Which is so cunty, but like if you have a gen- look, if you have a genuine tone with this, you will win. So say something, somebody's like, You're a stupid slut is promoting abortion. Honestly, I'd be well, I would say, thank you. Thank you for your comments. Thank you. Uh so step one, immediately thank the person for his comments. Step two, acknowledge that the points brought up are indeed important. Step three, emphasize that there's a need for more knowledge about the points raised and encourage them to pursue meaningful research and investigation on the topic. <laughs> That's so cunty. I love it. And it reminded me of when I worked at the Apple store, the three A's of customer, uh, customer service. Acknowledge, align, assure. Apple trains you more on customer service than they do on product knowledge. It's a known fact if you know anybody who works at the Apple store. Yes, it's a cult. Do I have all their products? Yeah. So whatever. Sometimes shit's cults. That's grammatically correct and should be on a bumper sticker and a tattoo. You're welcome. But the three A's of customer service acknowledge a line ashore. So an angry lady comes in with an iPad. Well, she's angry because her iPad's not working and she's really mad. Really mad. I was a concierge at Apple and there was a lot of customer service. It was very customer service oriented. I wasn't selling shit, but I was dealing with the angry people, which honestly... Give them to me, boss. I'll fucking turn this around and they'll walk out with a smile. <laughs> so a lady comes in. Oh my God, my iPad's not working, you stupid bitch. Oh. Acknowledge. Hi, ma'am. So I understand that your iPad isn't working. Acknowledge. Align. Okay? Align means like relate to them. Let me tell you something. I have an iPad and if it wasn't working uh, like I expected it to, I'd be really frustrated too. Okay? Third A, assure. 
So why don't we do this? I'm going to take you up to the Genius Bar and we're going to hook your iPad up to a computer. And we're going to figure out what's going on with it, okay? So I want to make sure that when you leave here today, you feel comfortable with, that we're going to find a solution, okay? We might not find it tonight, but we're going to we're gonna get the ball rolling because I want you, you to leave here knowing that your iPad, well, no, see, I fucked it up. You can't, because you can't tell them that their shit's going to be working by the time they leave because that's not right all the time. Because sometimes shit's flawed. I actually got into trouble with that. That I said, I was like, you're going to leave. I was so like high on this. Because the, the three A's of customer service can be, like they, you can use them in so many areas of life. Acknowledge a line of shore. Okay, so I understand this is what's going on. Hey, you know what? If this was happening to me, I'd be really frustrated too. So let's, we're going to work together and we're going to find a solution, okay? Oh, don't you, f I feel better by my own voice. So I was so high on this tactic. So, cause I could, it was like a magic trick. I could turn the angriest person in the fucking Apple store happy immediately. And you don't talk down to the motherfucker. You don't call him a motherfucker and you just talk to him like a person. Um, but one time I was so like excited to help somebody that I was like, your iPhone's going to be working. And it wasn't, but it's like, don't drop it in the toilet and then blame it on me, Lisa. Guys, I hope you had fun on today's episode of The Voices in Our Heads. I'm going to go eat this food that's been here. So, no, you know what? I'm not sorry that I ordered, that I answered the door and didn't pause it. I'm glad you got to hear that because I hope you took a couple seconds in your life to like reflect on some of the things that you are thankful for. Because life is hard. It's a miracle we don't kill ourselves. Go out there and rollerblade if you have functioning legs. And if you don't, that's totally cool. Do you. Do something that makes you happy. Maybe color in a coloring book. I have a lot of coloring books. And they have a lot of curse words in them and sexual innuendos and sometimes it's not a sexual innuendo it's just a cartoon of a butthole that's gaping and you get to color it it's fun it's fun whatever you think is fun and enjoy enjoyable incorporate it into your life the simple things let's let's get let's get high on the simple shit you know and i'm not talking about meth i'm talking about freshly sharpened color pencils and a sexually inappropriate coloring book that you can't use in front of kids all right guys i love you so much have a good week and I'm going to talk to you next Wednesday. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. I roller skated to your door at daylight. It almost seems like you're avoiding me. I'm okay alone, but you got something I need. Well, I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand something for me